0: Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. With that said, if you've got your Bibles, why don't you open with me to Psalm some- Everybody say psalm. Let's take it up an octave, come on. Psalm. Think we can get any higher than that? Come on, let's try. One, two, three. Some. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it, I can't do it. Psalm 68. Some of you are like, I wish he wouldn't do that. But Psalm 68, it's a Davidic Psalm. I'm going to be reading from verse four. If you don't have your Bible with you today, that is absolutely okay. We will have it behind me. But it says this in verse four, sing to God, sing praises to his name, lift up a song to him who rides through the deserts. His name is the Lord. That's our God. Exalt before him. Verse five, father of the fatherless and protector of widows. I don't know if you've ever seen this verse before, but it's, it's an amazing verse and it's, it's David, King David, who had a heart for the Lord, a intimate relationship with God. It's almost like David is sharing with us, this is who our God is. Father of the fatherless and protector of widows is God in his holy habitation. Verse six, God settles the solitary in a home. Other translations say, God sets the lonely in families. Amen. I love that. God settles the solitary in a home. He leads out the prisoners to prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a parched land. The title of the series or the series we're going to be starting today is simply this Family Matters. Amen. That's what it's called. Family Matters, because one, family matters, and there are family matters. Okay, if you get my drift. But part number one, the title is this, God's Family. Come on, write it down, God's Family. And that's how we're beginning today. From Psalm 68, it says, Father of the fatherless, protector of widows. Let's pray together over God's Word. Lord, we thank you. Father, that you're here right now. That your presence is here. And God, you're invited in. We invite you, we welcome you in, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to come into our lives and to speak to us and to help us to understand what the Bible says, to help us understand what the Scriptures say, to get a revelation of what you're doing, Lord. Father, I just thank you there's a deepening understanding, that there's a greater level that we're going to, God, as we read your Word today. Father, we thank you for all in kids as well as our next generation, the generations to come in this church, Lord, are worshipping you and learning about you and growing in you, God. Father we thank you that that's happening right now, Lord. We pray, you'd bless those kids, and Lord bless those leaders who are battling it out right now, leading those yeah. kids in Jesus' name and a faith-filled church said. "Father of the fatherless protector of widows, this is our God." I wanted to give you, just sort of off the top of this series, I guess a sense of the goal, or the you know, I kind of want to describe it this way, but the burden that I have for this series. Family matters. And the burden is simply this that it would all dawn upon all of us that we've been invited into the family of God. Because sometimes we can forget that. In our earthly families, the family that you have is the family that you have. But something's happened now that you are in Christ. Something's happened now that you've said yes to Jesus. What's happened now is you have been transferred. You have made the leap. You have gone and become part of God's family. And when we behold that and when we see it in Scripture, when we see what God has done and the way that He approaches family, I believe it's life changing, it's transforming, and it's powerful. I wanted to give you kind of the overarching theme verse for this series, and it's in Ephesians 3, verse 14. Through 15, and this is what Paul says. He says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, okay, underline that, the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I love that verse. The first time I read that, I was just like, wow, every family in heaven and on earth has a name? Yeah, that's what Paul's saying. And he says, I bow my knees to the Father. So families have a Father, but we're bowing our knees to the Father. He's bowing his knees to the... He's giving praise and glory and honour to the Father. And I think about families. And I thought, uh, maybe I should just take a moment and talk about my family. So this is our family right here. If you want to put it up, there's our picture. Our latest picture right there. It's a few years old now. And... um, you know, we can all tell it's beauty and the beast, basically. There I am in the middle. But we have three beautiful children, Jill and I. Maisie's 10, going on 17, pray for us. Uh, but she's, she's daddy's little girl, and we have a really special connection, and it's just amazing being a father of a girl. And then we have two boys, and I'm, I'm excited that they're going to be big and ugly one day yeah. and could do stuff. We have uh, Jack, who is seven, and Jack is amazing, he's like our techie kid, you know, he loves to just like, he loves games, he loves systems, and likes to think about things, and you know, I'm just envisioning coming home one day, and you know, the TV's going to be off the wall and unpacked and disassembled, and he's like, hey dad, check out these wires, and he's like, you know, zapping himself, and so that's Jack, and then we have Charlie, who's basically the opposite in so many ways, you know, he... Couldn't care less if there was technology, couldn't care less if there were TVs on, couldn't care less about anything except playing sport and hanging out with Dad, and that's Charlie. And so that's our family, and pray for our family because, you know, I think it's a pretty special family, but that's our family, we're the McClory's. But I got thinking about, as I was preparing this message, about the families that make up our family, church family. And I just thought, I'm just going to write down some of the names, but obviously, uh, we're part of the the greater family of the Robshaw family, which is where I stole Jill from. I thieved her from the Robshaw family. That's our kind of greater family. Then I was thinking about that family, but also I was thinking about some of the other great families in our church, like the Appleby family. There's one, one great family. I just wrote some names down here. The Davis family, the Andersons, the Fairs, the Kuabaras, the Awesomes, which is an amazing name for a family right there. If you haven't worked that out yet. Still I'm still trying to work that out myself. The Detras, the DeLucas, the Gamels, the Harris family, the McKenzies, the Morans, and I could go on and on and on. But here's the point is every family is named. And inside our church family is families. Families that are named, families that exist, families that make up the broader church family. What am I, why am I making this point? Because point number one is this, God loves family. Family matters to God. He loves family. God loves family. And today in our culture, in our society, the family unit, as we see in Scripture, described as family. Because remember, God loves family. It comes from God. Is under attack these days. The enemy would love to mess with marriage and mess with family and mess with the family unit and mess for mess up the purpose of what God intended for family to be. And so where is the church when I don't believe we should shy away from talking about things that God talks about in his word. God loves family because our family is made up of so many families i'm excited to talk about what god thinks about family god loves family but here's kind of where we need to start is god loves family because family is god's idea family is not our idea you can't take credit for what god's done you can try but he created it let me show you a few verses about how god views family it's all through scripture basically in every book you see this this, this, this consistent theme of God's love for family and his care for family. But let me just show you a few verses. These aren't in any order, um, but I just thought I'd, I'd give you a few. You can write down the references if you like, if I'm going too fast. But Exodus 20 and verse 12 says, honour your father and your mother, there it is, family, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Psalm 127, verse three says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb, a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Genesis chapter 1, going all the way back in our Bibles, listen to this. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, speaking of families growing, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Ephesians 6 and verse 4, fathers, do not provoke your children. Fathers, children, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Genesis 2 and verse 24, this is marriage as it was created by God, for God. Look at it. Verse 24 of Genesis 2: Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother, family, and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh, a new family. God loves family. I hope you can see it in the scriptures. It's all here. Uh, And Genesis 18: I love this one. For I have chosen him, this is God speaking of man, that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what He has promised him. I want you to think about something just for a moment when it comes to families. That inside God's covenant-keeping promises that He is bringing about in our lives, He does it and He interweaves it through families. Amen. That's what He's saying right here. That God brings about His promises in our lives in the context and the love and the structure of God-created family. God loves families. Amen. He absolutely loves families. But why does God love family? I want to answer my own question because I want us to go a little bit deeper as we think about families today because a lot of us are like, yeah, family, great, I get it. But why does God love family so much? Well, it's because He loves relationship and He knows that we were designed for family and for loving relationship. So let's get into it. What is it about family? Why does God love family? Well, the first sort of sub point is this, family is a place to belong. Family is a place to belong. I feel like I just need to say this to someone this morning. This is part of my burden for this message, but I just wanna say this to someone this morning, but you belong here. Yeah. Yep. You actually belong here. You've been coming to our church for a while and you've felt a sense or if you felt a, a doubt that I believe is coming from the enemy that he's trying to tell you that you don't belong here, that you aren't meant to be here, that this isn't a place where you can belong. Can I just encourage you, you do belong here. This can be a place for you that you call. This can be your church family. Don't let the enemy sow a seed of doubt and tell you you don't belong in God's house. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You belong in God's house because family is a place to belong. We're called to be in family. I pray that our church, Colonial Church, would be a place where there will be a sense of belonging. There would be a sense of, oh man, I can belong to this place. This, this is my church home. This is where I come to. And man, I just feel like I belong here. That this is my home. This is, this is my spiritual home. You belong in God's family. You know, your place in God's family is your ultimate place of belonging. Your ultimate place of belonging. Why? Because we're talking to the Spirit. This is a big difference. We have the mind, we have the soul, but you have the spirit. The moment you say yes to Jesus, your spirit comes alive and you activate your spirit and now your spirit belongs in the family of God. It's your ultimate place of belonging. It's your ultimate home. I just feel like someone needs to hear it today. You belong here. This is, this is a place that you can belong. And don't let the enemy tell you anything Difference. So, number one, the pla- a family is a place to belong. Number two, family is a place where we're known. Family is a place where we are known. Isn't it amazing when you think about it for a moment that when you meet someone for the first time, say in a church situation, you meet them for the first time, wouldn't it be frustrating if after you met them, said hi, explain, introduced yourself, a week later you came back and then you went through the whole thing again? Wouldn't that be frustrating? We were like, oh yeah, we've had this conversation. I've told you this. So Yes, I am Australian. Yes, I have a weird accent. I get it. I told you all that last week. No, family is a place where we know each other, where we're known, where where we can walk in and we can be known and people can know our story as we begin to do life with people. That's why we have this saying in our church where it's like the first time you come to church, you're a guest, First time, let us love on you. Let us just, you know, welcome you. And we're so excited that you're here. We say things like this, but we also say, hey, once you've been here one week, the next week, you're family. You belong here. You're family. We know you now. It's a place where we know each other, where we're known, where we can walk in and you don't have to introduce yourself every single time. You know, if you're walking in here every single time and you're introducing yourself, I think you're speaking to the wrong people. <laughs> Something's not working out because this is a place where you can get to know people and people will get to know you. But why, I wanna drill down to this. Why, why is this important? Why, why does this matter? Is because this is a place where we come in and we get to know each other as people that are already known by God. This is the difference here. This is the difference between the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We start from a place of being known and then we know each other. We get to know each other. I'll show you a couple of scriptures. Psalm 139, verse 13. For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. You are known by God. And I'll show you something that Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, verse seven. He said, why even the hairs on your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. I love that when Jesus was talking to his disciples and he was encountering people, the main thing he was trying to get people to understand was just how much God loved them, just how valued they were, just how, how valuable they were in the sight of the Almighty God. We have this. Amazing team in our church. We have twenty-one people on staff at Colonial Church now, and it's it's phenomenal. I love it, and so we now have a little family within the family <laughs> when you think about it. And it's so cool that we have that. And Jill and I love leading our team. It's phenomenal, and we have twenty-one people because we have so many people now in our church. We need to care for people. We need to respond to needs. We have uh, kids ministries. We have youth house. We have young adults. We have exchange. We have Woven and wild man and all this stuff going on. And I actually heard one statistic recently. In the last year, we've had 550 pastoral care meetings. In the past year. And that's us as a church, our team, our, our family within the family caring for the family. And it's important. It's so important that, that we have that. And one thing I love to say, to say to our staff is this. I said, your value to us, to Jill and I, is not based on what you do. It's based on who you are. So there's nothing you can do that's going to cause me to say, okay, now I assign your value because you do that well. You're valued because of who you are in the sight of God. It's not based on what you can do for me. It's based on who you are. So tell me about your family. Tell me about your kids. How long you been married? You know, and, and, and I think it's important for us to remember that it doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter, but it doesn't matter, if you know what I'm saying. Because our value is not based on what we do. You're a known quantity to be God, and that's where you start. And as we come around this idea of family, understanding man, God loves family. And family is a place that I can belong. Family is a place where I'm known. Number three, family is a place where we're unified. I want you to think about it for a moment. We're on the same team. We're on the same page. We're achieving things together as a family. We're going in one direction as a family. This is where we're headed. I love that when it comes to our family, I just like to think about it this way. We're all headed to heaven. That's our direction. And the children that are raised in my home, they're on their way to heaven. And I'll do everything I can to position them so that they can make a decision for Jesus for themselves one day and to be able to be in life-giving relationship. With, here's my point, is in a family, we're unified. There's a, there's a sense of unity in family. God intended for this to be the case. So There's unity when it comes to the Spirit, which I just talked about, is unity when it comes to the cause. You know, in our family, our church family, man, there is a cause here. And it's not my cause. It's not what I want to do. It's what God wants to do. Our cause here is the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of grace, the ministry of reconciliation. That's our cause. And as a church family, we're unified around that cause. And it's beautiful. We also become unified as a family. Think about families when suffering takes place. It's so important that family, church family exists. And that's why you've got to be in church families. Why are you going to be planted in the house? Why? Because you might go through something. And if you go through something, God has purposed for family to be around you, both your natural family, hopefully, but also your church family as well. It's a place where we're unified. We're on the same team. Paul uses the picture. In 1 Corinthians chapter twelve, I'm going to read it to you. But he uses the, the the picture of the human body as a parallel to the spiritual body, which is the family of God. But each person having their role. Let me show it to you. It's in verse 21. It says the eye cannot say to the hand, "I have no need of you," nor again to the head, uh, the head to the feet, "I have no need of you." On the contrary. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and though and on those parts of the body that we think less honourable, we, we bestow the greater honour. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require, but God has so composed the body. In other words, God is in everything, even the composition, the putting together of a natural human body. God has so composed the body, giving greater honour to the part that lacked it, that there may be no, look at this, no division in the body. No division. Giving greater, sorry, but the the members may have the same care for one another if one member suffers. I love this. If one member suffers, all suffer together. In other words, if you're struggling, we're struggling and if I'm struggling, we're all struggling because we're one body, a family. It's powerful. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Here's the point is you're part of a family and you have a part to play. I like this saying, not everyone's given everything, but everyone's given something. Everyone's given something. And none of us could sit here and be like, well, I, I can't do anything. No, you can. You can be in the parking lot. You can stand in the lobby. You can invite someone during the week in your workplace. We can all play a part in this thing called family. It's God's design for us all to be a part of His family. Why? Because God loves family. Can I get an amen, amen. this morning? You've got a part to play. I've got a part to play. Praise God that somehow in God's sovereign plan and His sovereignty and His all-knowingness, that He decided, I'm going to give you a part to play. Isn't that amazing? I mean, God could just take care of it all by Himself. You know, He could just, He'd be like, you know what, you, got, you guys just, just chill. I, I got this. I'll take care of it. But God says, no, you come along, you co-work with me. You come alongside and you can be a part of the plan. You know, you are, you are part of the family of God for a reason today. And you're like, well, what's, do you want to give me the answer? Yes. It's to see people come into the kingdom of God. That's why we're a part of the family of God is we're assigned value because God loves us. But then he says, hey, now I need you to go to work. Now I need you to be part of the answer. Now I need you to be the person that's encouraging, that person that's lonely. You need to be in the workplace. Hey, if someone's feeling like there's no hope, you're the one that's injecting hope. We're all part of the family of God for the purpose of being the family of God. We all have a part to play. You might not get given everything to do, but you will get given something to do. And that's your calling, to be a part of what God is doing. So it's a place where we belong. Man, I hope you hear that today, that you belong here. The family is a place where we get known. Family is a place where we're unified and we're all one body and we all suffer together and rejoice together. And then the fourth thought is this, is a family is a place where we get cared for. And I kind of alluded to it before, but care is such a big part of church family. And I just want to encourage you that you might not need any care right now, but maybe you could care for someone else. Maybe you could be a person that, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, maybe you could be the person that sends the text, not receives the text. Maybe in a family there are moments where some of us aren't doing so good. And you might be in here today and be like, I'm fine. Well, you're the person that needs to help. And I pray that we would be the type of church where we understand there is care here, but there's also caregivers here. That people understand I've come into this place for a purpose, I've been in church a long time, I feel like I understand so much, can I just encourage you, maybe you need to go from being a place where you're saying, okay, I'm just sitting in here receiving, but now you're starting to give. And there is such power when we get it, when we understand, oh, this is a family. And sometimes families need care. So number one, starting it off, God loves family. It's His idea. Number two, He has a place for you in His family. He has a place for you. You know, one of the things I love that we do sometimes at our house is we we have dinner and we sometimes have people over and... When we're cooking and getting ready, one of the things that Maisie started doing a little while ago, and I don't know if Jill told her she should do this or whatever, but she just starts doing it now, is that when there's guests coming over, she asks who's coming over, and she makes little place cards uh, at the table. And it's the sweetest thing in the world. She writes their names. It's a custom artwork, you know, just for that person, and has their name on it, and she makes one for Jill and I, and reluctantly her brothers. She makes one for them as well, and... She makes she makes the place cards and on each one she'll put a little message or she'll 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 do a little artwork and for me a dad you know she puts a couple of love hearts because you know we just we have a we have a thing, you know. <laughs> but I love that she does that and it made me think about this whole family matters thing and why it matters to God. But it led me to this place of understanding and re-understanding all over again, is that God has actually decided that there was a place for me at His table. And I'm gonna say it to you as well, and I want it to sink in, that God has decided that He has a place for you at His table, but it's better than that. It's your place. He's not gonna trade it out for someone else. He's not gonna wait for a better offer, someone who's more spiritual or done better things than you. It's your place, has your name on the card, and it's waiting for you. I don't know about you, but that, I feel like that's the sort of thing we should be on our feet screaming about because God has decided in His sovereignty through Jesus that He would make a place for you and for me. And sometimes we go through life just going through the motions and you know getting comfortable with certain things and forgetting that God has made a place. He has reserved a spot. In his heavenly family, just for you. When's the last time you thought about that? When's the last time you met? Maybe you're in here today and you're a new Christian, you recently gave your life to the Lord, you need to understand today. That yes, you're part of a great big family, but to God, He has His eye on you. He is looking for you. He has set a place aside for you. There is a a name card at your place at the table. It has your name on it. It's just for you. It is custom designed for you. I said in the 915, even the seat's comfortable feels good. It's got like a little bit of, you know, cushion on the back for you so the middle of your back doesn't get sore. Nice padded underneath. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect. And it's just for you. Paul said, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. So God loves family. Number two, he has a place just for you. Number three, this is why, because Jesus made a way for all of it. Team, you can come join me. Jesus made a way for all of that. Because you could be in here today, you could be online watching and thinking, yeah, okay, I get it, but 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 how is that possible? How could that be? How can, you don't understand the background I have. You don't understand the things of. You don't understand how fractured my family is. You don't understand how broken my situation is. And by the way, I can put myself in that category. I have to, I've had to walk this out myself, understanding that God has made a way for me. But here's the point: Jesus has done it, and there's nothing we can do about it. You can't unwork the finished work of the cross. God has done it. He has decided. Jesus has gone to the cross. The tomb is empty and you have a place in Jesus. And I wanted to share this scripture. It's in Hebrews 12, in verse one, it says, therefore we we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. You know, I read that sometimes and I just skim over it, but that right there is incredible. There is a great cloud of witnesses testifying to what I'm saying right now that all of this has happened so that you could have a place. Everything, all of salvation history is led up to the moment specifically for you so that you would have a place at the table because Jesus made a way and it goes on and it says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And it goes on, it says, and looking to Jesus, who with joy set before him, listen to me, endured the cross. Sometimes I think, I wonder what it was, the joy, you know, when it says the joy set before him, he, he focused on that and he went to the cross. I wonder what the joy was. You know what the joy was? I think it was. It was seeing you at the table. It was seeing your name on that table. It was seeing that seat, that place, that heavenly place reserved just for you at God's table. I think that's what the joy was, seeing you wrapped up in the family of God. Seeing you despite all the past, all the stuff you've been through, all the hurt, all the brokenness, all the struggle. Jesus went to the cross because he saw you at the table of the Lord. He made a way for all of it to happen. And we could we could live our whole lives ignoring it, but you just cannot ignore what Jesus has done. He has made a way for all of us to be a part of it. There is room at the table for you. Would you stand with me? You might be in here today and you're like, man, I'm, I love this idea of family, but I've never really had a great family. And I believe that today could be part of your breakthrough and healing. Because here's what, you know, again, I could put myself in this category, but here's where we need to get to, is we need to understand that God has a perfect family for us. And maybe you're in here today and it's loneliness. You're like, yeah, I love the idea of being known, but the reality is I feel like I'm on my own. Well, I'm believing today that you're going to get a revelation of this whole deal that God has for us and And the journey ahead for you is as you become known to people in your church family, this family that life-giving relationships are gonna come, answers are gonna come, healing is gonna come, breakthrough is gonna come, things are gonna change. And I'm so sorry if you feel like you're lonely. Can I just encourage you, it's never our goal for anyone in our church to feel lonely. And I'm believing in faith that there's going to be people that God put in your path and there's going to be people that come along and help you along the way. And there might be a moment where you need, you need some prayer. But can I just encourage you that that's what God has for you because Jesus made a way for it. So I want to pray. Like I said, maybe you've experienced some brokenness. Maybe you're lonely. Maybe this has been a struggle for you. Maybe your family history is just checkered and it's, and it's hard to deal with. Can I just encourage you, God wants to bring healing to that he wants to bring meaning through that, he wants to show you his grace through that, and it's in moments like this that he does it. I believe in prayer and in worship. So, with every head bowed, eyes closed, if that's you, if this, this message is landing for you, and if it's restoration, if it's breakthrough, if it's healing, if it's reconciliation that you're looking for and you're believing for, and I just want to pray for you. So just lift up your hand. Well, no one's looking around. If that's you, if that's, that's your situation, if that's where you're coming from, and this is a journey you're on, I want you to raise your hand. Holy Spirit, you see the hands that are raised all over the room. And God, we're grateful today that we have the author, the finisher, Jesus, who's done the work, who's made a way. But Holy Spirit, help us to live this out. Help us to walk in newness of life. Help us to understand our place, our value comes from what Jesus has done and how God now sees us through Jesus. God, we pray for people to receive breakthrough today. God, I pray for where there's fractured relationship, You're gonna bring about a restoration, restoration to a greater place than there ever was. God, we speak healing over families. God, I pray right now, we have faith to believe You're gonna bring families back together. Unified, Lord, on the same page, in spirit and in cause. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship together. Come on, let's. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.